Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the show. Thank you so much for the beautiful feedback from the last two episodes with Maite and Lauren. It was so beautiful to read your comments, to see you sharing with friends. Um, Yeah, I'm so grateful that these conversations resonated, maybe sparked something in you, whether you're dealing with loss or interested in exploring the gut health journey. Um, Yeah, these conversations were really important for me to create space for. Uh, I think when I wanted to create this podcast and talk about unlocking our vitality, our inner energy, there's so many things that that uh, encompasses. And I think whether it's, you know, dealing with grief or understanding what's going on with your gut and the root cause of your ailments, um, they're really important conversations. So thank you so much. And thanks also a lot for rating and reviewing the show. Um, I can't believe this is episode number eight. That means it's almost two months, um, eight weeks of doing this. So it's been a really beautiful journey and I'm really grateful you're here. So thank you. Today, I am really excited to talk about a conversation uh, or a topic that is a huge part of our day-to-day lives and that I think we can all look at that relationship and the role that it plays in our lives and maybe ask ourselves a couple questions. It's something that I come back to again and again, um, and that's technology. So let's explore the role that uh, technology plays in our lives. I think if you just kind of sit with that for a second, um, asking yourself, you know, what role does technology play in my life? For me, there's two big themes that comes uh, with that. And one is the impact on my restlessness and anxiety and what it does to my sleep. That's kind of one bucket. And then the other bucket is really around what it does to my inner voice um, and how it potentially makes me not listen to it. Um, Sometimes it can also lead to self-comparison, self-sabotage. Here I'm talking especially about social media and we'll get into that. Um, So yeah, let's let's dive in. I want to share, first of all, that my relationship with technology has changed so much um I and I think you know the reason it's changed so much is because I've come back to exploring it again and again and looking at um what works and what doesn't and I think that's true for anything in our lives if we kind of yeah go on autopilot and don't really ask ourselves questions then it's hard to make a change um but when we are willing to look at it and see what's serving or just simply asking what's serving us and what's not um and then move on 
And it's a tool that I'm so grateful. It's getting better and better. And there's so many beautiful things. I love being able to FaceTime my family. I get to see my nieces and nephews grow up thanks to technology. I get to record this awesome podcast that you guys are listening to. There's so many amazing uh, things that it's created. And there are some things that it's made us, um, or at least me, speaking from my personal experience, not necessarily happy and uh, I want to get into that so I remember when I was living in London I was in my 20s I was working um, at a company and I remember I was completely I don't even know what the word is like submerged (laughs) in it Um, I used to constantly have something on At that time, podcasts weren't a thing, so it was mainly watching shows, Um, but it got to a point where like I would wake up and uh, we didn't have a TV. I was living here with a roommate. I would just um, turn on, you know, whatever show that I was watching on my iPad or on my computer, and while I was getting ready, it was just like playing in the background, and then on my way to work, it was only a 10-minute walk, but I would always call somebody, Um, and then coming home from work it was like you know even while I was cooking or doing other things it was playing something um or if I was taking the tube uh the subway metro in London I would like always be I wasn't as much on social media back then um I think it wasn't as big I'm talking about like 10 years ago um and but I was always on my phone there was always something going on whether it's texting or and I think what it was is I was really just always on and then I would also use my phone as my alarm clock um so it was next to my bed it was the first thing I looked at in the morning it was the last thing I looked at at night I remember in like the dating days I would also really struggle with you know checking if I got a message and um looking at it and obsessing over it and should I have sent that text or not so there's a lot there and I know that not all of it is related to technology. I think what was really important for me to realize though was that need of constantly having something, that constant noise um, to be able to escape what was going on within. I think there's two things. There's that and also just that constant stimulation and need for like more 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 and like I was living a very restless life even more than in the peak of my burnout because I was just running from place to place I think I was so not present and so mindfulness has helped a ton with realizing all these things um but yeah it was like a constant go 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 and I think technology was playing a role in that without me really understanding and knowing and I remember uh when on my flight to San Francisco um so this is 2015 August 2015 I remember it was I hadn't been on a long flight like that it's like a 15 hour flight in a while from Paris and I remember thinking I've always loved the absence of 
being connected on a plane and then I remember the like lady the one of the uh, hostess started saying like you know we have wi-fi and at the time it wasn't regular that wi-fi was on the planes um and they'd be like it's whatever five dollar blah, blah blah and I remember feeling such a like oh no I really don't want but then at the same time I started understanding that inside of me I had all these feelings of you know, being really nervous. I was arriving in San Francisco to people I didn't know in a city I had never been to before, to start a master's. Like there were so many things that I was going through that were going through inside of me that I didn't really know. And that's when I got out my journal and started to journal. And planes are like this uh, totally magical place for me. <laughs> I still treat it as if there is no Wi-Fi and connection and like a complete disconnection. And I totally love it the other times that I've really noticed an insane and a profound impact was uh, our first trip to the Amazon rainforest so um, my husband Raul is Ecuadorian and he uh, has a company called Eco Experience and he organizes camping trips um, with kids but at the beginning it was uh, retreats to the Amazon rainforests with young professionals and adults. And so that was kind of the target market we had focused on back then. Um, and my first trip into the Amazon, it was, I think, two years into building Atlas Go and we hadn't taken like a real vacation by then. And um, Atlas Go is my previous company for anybody who doesn't know. And we, I remember my co-founders being like, what, you're going to be in the Amazon rainforest? There's no service there. Like, how is that going to work? What do you mean? And I remember it was such a weird, scary time because it was the first time that we were going to be so disconnected. And that was also a time that I realized like, wow, today going on a vacation often still means checking emails and like making sure things are still rolling. And Again, there are so many other things tied into that in terms of the work culture and, you know, sometimes things pile up so much that you actually don't want to come back to. You'd rather get through emails because you don't want to come back to something even more intense that makes you feel like you're paying for the vacation. And again, that's like a whole separate conversation in terms of work-life balance and all these things. And I think it's on us to really set some of those boundaries. But so that was another big realization of like, oh my God, yes, I can totally disconnect for and it was two weeks and what I actually decided to do was to put uh, my phone completely on airplane mode um, during those two weeks there was once or twice uh, where we had like potentially connection and things like that and I was like no I really really just want to tune into what it means and what it looks like I did use my phone for photos but that was it um, and so I remember just feeling like I forgot about my phone. I just completely forgot about it. And it was such a beautiful way of being able to go inwards. I will say it wasn't easy. And I also noticed the amount of times that I would like grab it to check if something was there and then just kind of realized <laughs> it, there wasn't anything. Um, I do that when I take social media breaks. I still like take my phone and then I'm about to open the app and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to. All right. Cho I'm choosing not to do that right now. But just like noticing the automatic uh, habits that we have created and like taking a break from those really helps us understand, are they serving us or not? 
And so I remember coming back and we were, we had landed in Quito and we were about to like, okay, um, or we had driven um, on our way back. Yeah, yeah. So we had taken the boat out of the Amazon and then taken the bus back to Quito. And it was like, all right, now is the time to, you know, like we can turn our phones back on. We're taking a flight in a few hours. Um, And I remember I was feeling all sorts of things I like wasn't ready um and again it's because I was going through a lot of different things at the time and a lot of things came out during the trip about my what I want to do the impact I want to have in the world the things I want to be creating whether you know a tech startup is actually what I want to be doing with my life and there were so many things that came up that I think it was just kind of hard to like get back to reality but I guess what these two separate moments really taught me and the, the similar message that was within those is that I really was reaching uh, for those things as a way to fill some sort of emptiness and to also just continue on the restlessness and not look within and we'll get into that more. But I really also noticed my impact, the impact that it had on my sleep And I noticed that only when I started to change it. And the person who helped me see that there was a need uh, for a change is actually Ariana Huffington. She started a podcast and she started just speaking a lot more about sleep in general when she redefined her career and was talking about redefining success and, um, you know, saying things like people are talking about we'll sleep when we're dead, but actually we really need the sleep. And anyway, there's so much research about sleep and technology and the link what I noticed for myself was really, uh, or the, the, one of the smallest changes that I did, and we did this with Raul five years ago, which has drastically impacted our sleep in general, is taking our phones out of the bedroom. And so we have a dedicated place where our phones are far away from us. What that meant is that we needed to get an alarm clock we have one of those awesome ones that you can find anywhere. Um, I We probably ordered it on Amazon. Um, but it's one of those that starts with the light and then eventually the sound. And so uh, it helps you wake up with light. And if you don't wake up, then uh, the sounds we have like these birds chirping and it's <laughs> it's an awesome experience. Anyways, we needed to get that because the reason our phones were next to our beds was because it was our alarm clocks. And if your phone is your alarm clock and is right next to you, it's really easy to grab it. And that might be when, you know, I remember, especially in times where there was like things we're waiting for clients and, you know, we're working with different time zones and just thinking, oh, let me just check real quick if uh, like it'll just be better to check my phone and to get this thing out of my head to be able to go back to sleep but actually then you get on your phone and then there's this other thing and this other thing and this other thing and so yeah I haven't had my phone next to my bed for five years there are times where if we're traveling if we're in a hotel room we'll still like put them in the bathroom or wherever we can that's away from uh and and if we have been in situations where it has to be uh, our alarm clock then we figure it out put it on airplane mode like there are so many things we can do but that was one of the barriers that or boundaries that we decided to put and that drastically impacted the way that I was sleeping and also it has showed me that 
the first thing that I was doing was often just like, you know, rolling over, looking at my phone, and then there was a bunch of notifications, and then that would kind of get my day started. And what that meant is I didn't choose how I wanted to start my day. I just kept following whatever the notifications were saying and then answering this person and that person and then going and going and going. And I've had times where, you know, I go back to that where even if the phone is in the kitchen or wherever it is, I wake up and the first thing I do is go get it. And usually that's not the case. I have to say that lately it has been. I think there is a lot of things that I'm putting out in the world and I like want to see if people are reacting to it, which is why I'm doing this podcast right now because I probably need this reminder again. I mean, not probably, I need this reminder again, just how much I don't want to let this little thing dictate the way that I'm living my life. And so one thing that I've done also for many years is turn all my notifications off so I have zero apps that gives me a notification um, unless it's a text message a call or a whatsapp um, because that's my way to directly communicate with people but otherwise any social media any news like any kind of app is completely turned off in terms of notifications so if I go into the app, then, you know, I get to see the notifications and the things that have happened, but that helped me so much to be able to turn those things off, especially emails and Slack. Cause I remember I would be like on a lunch break and then I would get this email or the Slack message and then I, I would start to respond. And yeah, there was just no boundary there. So those two things have, uh, helped me a lot. The other way that uh, technology can really affect our sleep is because of the blue light. So it, we've talked about circadian rhythms on the podcast before, but the idea is that as the sun sets, your uh, production of melatonin, which is the hormone that helps regulate sleep and wake cycles, starts to go on when it needs to, to eventually put you to sleep. However, blue light um, can suppress the production of melatonin. And so exposure to blue light before bedtime can really delay the onset of sleep and just generally reduce the quality of your sleep. So if you're somebody that like wakes up in the middle of the night a lot, um, there's also a lot of other reasons that that might be right, whether you have caffeine intake or not, but in general, the quality of your sleep, if you're somebody that needs a podcast or, uh, the TV on to fall asleep or some kind of noise, um, that is related to if, especially if it's emitting blue light, then it's something that you might want to look at. A remedy that people love for that is red light therapy. I have to say, I haven't tried that yet, um, but it's something I've been curious about. What we do is we try to, in the evening, we have a few uh, lamps that are, um, I would say like more in the orangish colors. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, trying to get as close to that red light, I guess. And so we would just turn one or two of those on. We have we don't have like super bright lights uh, in the evening so that we can, yeah, just naturally help ourselves uh, get that melatonin production going. And I will say, I think for me, the need to uh, like watch a show before sleeping or when I really, I'm in a huge need of complete disconnection and reality TV is the only thing that does it for me. That's a big sign to look at what has been going on throughout my day and 
why I'm in need of this thing to help me disconnect to be able to get me to sleep. Because again, when we're constantly looking at that noise or needing that noise, right? It's maybe because that's also our survival mechanism. I know that when I was in the height of working crazy hours, that's the only thing that I needed to get me to sleep because it was just too much to deal with. I was just on this crazy level of stress that I needed that to be able to really calm down. However, I realized that using other tools like having a nighttime routine where you're doing stretches that can really help put your body to sleep or taking a hot bath or a warm shower. Um, You know, there's so many other ways that can help you naturally put your body to sleep and help you also clear your head, whether it's journaling everything before bed and getting everything out of your head. Um, So yeah, I guess with that part, it's really just looking at that part of the relationship with technology so how often are we reaching for it what kind of technology is it you know i haven't even talked about things like video games um but what kind of technology do you use just looking at your day-to-day intake you know there's all these screen times things that we can understand and just ask ourselves like is this what i want to be doing with my time the other huge part of technology uh, that I want to talk about is more around social media. And so I'm somebody that totally loves social media. I get ideas, I get inspired, I love to see what my friends are up to. Um, yeah, for me, there's many parts of social media that have been a really supportive place. It's also part of my new business and getting the word out about things, um, being able to share to a wider audience or in conversations. So I really, really, really love it. And I've noticed when it's no longer something that uh, supports me. Recently, I listened uh, to Dr. Ramani Durvesula. I'm probably butchering her name a little bit, but she talks about how going on social media can actually be self-sabotaging and she talks about how it starts with first of all your self-comparison so looking at an account or whatever somebody that's maybe experiencing something similar and thinking oh I wish I was experiencing that or I'm supposed to be doing that and I can give you an example um, that I experienced not that long ago and it is our what we ended up doing for our honeymoon or the process of deciding on our honeymoon so when you're on Instagram, right, there is this whole thing of like beautiful locations and travel and pictures. And part of that I love because it's like I've wanted to go to certain places. It's helped me discover new places. Or like when I'm visiting a new place, I will sometimes look at the hashtag to see restaurants and things like that. So that part is all awesome. What I started experiencing with the honeymoon is that you see so much like what you're supposed to be doing. A very typical honeymoon on Instagram (laughs) again is like going to the Maldives or going to do this experience and this like crystal clear water and seeing turtles under I don't know it could be Hawaii whatever it is and having you know the most perfect hotel room with your private um, swimming pool looking over the ocean and When we were talking with Roel about what we were going to do for our honeymoon, we decided that we wanted to take like a big break um, between leaving the U.S., uh, 
getting married in France, having our honeymoon, spending three to four months in Europe, and then coming back. And so at first, he was like, this, that's our honeymoon. Like, we are just going to be, you know, I mean, take the just out of that. We're going to be taking a break and spending three months in Europe and traveling around and going to our other friends' weddings and getting to experience awesome things as a result. Like, it's just like a three-month vacation. Obviously, when you're doing a three-month vacation, it's not going to be three months in the Maldives. <laughs> and so, but when I was telling him and we decided that for sure we were going to do one week where it was going to be totally honeymoon and uh, we were going to go do something that resonated with us so partly being in nature partly uh, learning something new and what we ended up doing is so we took a week and we ended up going to Greece we went to Athens neither of us had gone to Athens before and we did an amazing um mythological tour through like all the monuments and learning about everything the the mythology of it like all the greek gods and the history and everything and it was so so cool and then we ended up taking um four days uh in so we spent three days in athens we also had an amazing uh like michelin star restaurant that some of our friends gifted us for our wedding um and then we ended up going to milos which is a beautiful island we wanted to have like not the typical famous islands but something that was a bit further away um that's not as touristy and yeah just like kind of secluded and that's what we did and it was beautiful and it was like i was you know messaging the people when we were going to this uh hotel that we went to and i was like we're gonna be there for our honeymoon and you know like wanting the whole like congratulations and the flowers on your bed and (laughs) all those things and then i kept remembering like oh i'm wanting these things because i see them on social media and also i had a bunch of uh people that i was following that were getting married or engaged or having their honeymoon around the same time that we were and so uh there was like an extra plus the algorithm right i had been like looking for dresses and all these things and that actually is another story i'll say after but so yeah i had this like idea in my head of what it was supposed to be and then i was like almost unhappy and ungrateful about the fact that we were spending a week in greece and then having you know months traveling after and then i remember Raul talking to me and is like i feel like you're just there you have an expectation and we're not meeting it right now and him saying that made me really understand that I was comparing myself to somebody else's reality that I don't even know the full reality of what they're experiencing because social media is only a one facet of it right so the result is we had the most beautiful honeymoon it was perfect that week was I can't describe how we were just in like a bubble of love and it was amazing and perfect. And then our traveling through Europe was so fun. We got to do so many cool things. We got to be with so many friends and family and it was exactly what we wanted to do and what worked for us. And there was something about, yeah, me seeing all these other things thinking like that's what I'm supposed to do. And the other time that um, social media was painful in the, I guess, wedding process was in finding a wedding dress. Once I had found my wedding dress, Instagram kept like showing me and giving me new algorithms and different opportunities, uh, different dresses and all these things. And 
that messed up with my head a little bit because it's something that you have to buy so long in advance or at least commit to so long in advance because they pre-order them and all this stuff. And I was sharing this with one of my best friends who also got married that summer. And she was like, just clear your caches. Uh, Instagram's gonna not like see or not know. And I'm so happy that I was able to do that. And so those are examples about like a trip or an event or something that happened. But I also, now that I'm into this world of holistic health coaching, getting the word out there, um, creating a podcast, I also spend a lot of time on social media to understand, you know, what people are interested in, how it works, blah, blah. And then there was a period of time where I saw myself using the trending audios and um, making sure that I was following whatever the algorithm was telling me and then I got really disconnected from what I was actually creating and that was a big wake-up call of like oh no I need to go back to actually sit down outside of all of this what do I want to create what do I want to bring into this world and then yeah if it works with a trending audio or whatever that's great but shaping the things that I want to bring into it outside rather than getting the inspiration from inside. And so going back to uh, what Dr. Romani says, there's something that she mentioned that resonates with me so much is that when we over rely on that from the outside, then we start living in service to what the world wants us and expects us to look like. And I can see myself getting caught in that so much. And it comes back to going back within again and again and again, coming home to ourselves. This is why I always say that yoga and all these mindfulness practices is just a practice to come home to me and to who I am so that I can bring those things out into the world as opposed to follow what everybody else wants me to do and expects me to do and that is just less authentic and sometimes a lot easier I have definitely done that and gone that way Um, but she created a few questions that I loved and that maybe we can ask ourselves together. Um, she says, ask yourself, who am I? What do I stand for? What am I about? What matters to me? And am I living in alignment? I love those things so much because it's a lot easier to not get your thing, your phone first thing in the morning. If you're thinking about really what living in alignment means to you and I think there's just certain things that we can remember in creating a little bit of distance between us and social media and coming to it when it totally serves us when we're excited when it inspires us and that's beautiful and when it's bringing us that you know self-doubt and maybe bringing us that comparison and self-sabotaging of thinking like oh well I'm not good enough they're doing this better remembering that we need to look at ourselves within the context of our own lives I love that so much because again this is something that Dr. Romani talks about if we look at you know uh, if, if I look at other holistic health coaches and compare myself to them it's not it's comparing apples to oranges I can't compare an exact version of me out there there isn't another one because we have we all have unique experiences we're grown up and brought up in different ways um where we lived the languages that we speak the friendships we had the relationships with our parents the there are so many things that mold us into who we are and 
we talk about this a lot with Raul, but sometimes it's so easy as an entrepreneur to compare yourself and be like, oh yeah, you know, well, they're like our friends who have been investing in um, a career and different things. They're like buying houses now, starting families. And, you know, for us right now, a priority is really investing in our businesses. And it can be, um, you know, easy to compare and be like, oh, well, I kind of want that. And then you sit back and you ask really ask yourself, well, do you really want that? Or is it just because everybody else is doing it? And I think that's where living in alignment with your own values is so important. And I'm saying this for myself, first and foremost, like I need this reminder. And I think taking the time to understand what our values are, to understand what we want to bring into this world, to... Yeah, this is a perfect time being the end of February, early March. Like what have we brought into this world in the last two months of 2023? What do we want to bring into the rest? Again, I always say this, but there is a reason why setting goals and um, creating or writing down what we want to create is so powerful. And it's not necessarily so that these become reality, but just so that we can then look back and understand what happened and, you know, see, oh, okay, I wanted to uh, launch a podcast. Okay, awesome. I did. How, how is that feeling? You know, what are people responding to? What are the conversations that I think can really help people unlock their vitality? So really looking at this as an opportunity, okay? Technology is in my life. It's going to continue to be in my life unless you're thinking of, you know, living off the grid, which super cool if you are. I'm not sure you'd be listening to this. <laughs> um, but what are ways that I love it, the ways that it helps me become who I am and continues to, yeah, connect me with my family and all of these things and maybe brings me joy. Maybe you have so much fun playing video games. Maybe it helps you think in a different way, whatever it is. And then what are the ways that you know, maybe it doesn't resonate with what living in alignment means to me. So what is living in alignment? And again, I think it's going back to asking ourselves, what are our values? What do we want to live like every day? And taking the time to do that helps us get out of this automatic mode of, you know, getting our phones out first thing and then letting the notifications run our day. And I appreciate that we have jobs to do. There's things that that are just needed, right? And that notifications um, or emails to get back to or calls that are back to back. Um, I appreciate that that's a part of our lives. And I emphasize with that. And I think it's more just taking tiny steps and looking at our role with technology as what is yeah where are the places that maybe I'm wondering if I could change something and see the impact and then maybe the next week you add something else or maybe it's a year later um but I think that I my sleep has dramatically improved since removing our phones and our technology away from the bedroom hopefully there is things that you are able to, from this, question about what's going on in your day-to-day. -day. And I think questioning can be really helpful when 
we look at it as a constructive mechanism, as a tool to come back to ourselves. And I always say that, you know, the practice of yoga and mindfulness is a continuous practice of coming home to myself because we are born with an authenticity, a, an intuition, and I think sometimes technology is easier to hear and I think that's because it's always there it's always on and just quieting that down a little bit turning it off can really help us connect to ourselves and that inner guidance that we have if you haven't listened um, we did an awesome episode with my dear husband which is the second episode about intuition and we go a lot more in depth about yeah how to listen to it um so i think i'm gonna wrap it up guys um thank you so much for listening again i hope that there is a small step that you can take towards living a more aligned life because essentially that's what the purpose of this podcast is is for you to get closer to unlocking your vitality your fullest self so thank you so much and I will tell you a funny story I had to cough in the middle of the podcast and I recorded or I thought I was recording and it wasn't recording for like 20 minutes <laughs> so this is where I love technology and also that was really painful to have to re-record <laughs> but I think it's probably because that second version is what was meant to be out in the world all right friends see you next week Remember to stay around for the well-being tip of the week. And before we get to that, if you're listening to this and you're in the Bay Area, we still have a few days for our Unlock Your Vitality event, yoga, healing, heart opener, tea, healing circle, community that's happening in Sausalito this Saturday, March 4th at 1.30 p.m. I'll add a link um, in the show notes, but this is going to be a beautiful event. There is a chance for you to win awesome prizes and yeah, just a chance to connect with yourself. So I hope to see you there. All right. Today's well-being tip is going to be an easy and fast one because we've already talked a lot about it, but what is one thing that you can remove from your notifications on whether it's your phone, your computer, what is one thing that you can set a boundary on with technology? Maybe it looks like not being on your phone or on any technology an hour before going to bed. Maybe it's making sure there's space 30 minutes after you wake up without any technology. Maybe it's getting an old school alarm clock and putting your phone in your kitchen. Whatever it is, think of one tip that can help you connect more to yourself. All right, friends, see you next week.